0: Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 425. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me, and cold coffee is just going to have to carry the show because I'm hurting. <laughs> I am hurting today. I'm not even going to lie. And it's not even like I got some great story of like, bro, my my friend was in town. We went down to the strip last night. You know, we ended up at Dino's. You know how Dino's uh, goes. isn't it? You. you know, it's not even that. It's just... I stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning watching the Conor McGregor documentary. I watched, I watched the whole thing last night. I was just – I'm about. shaking my head, folks. I'm shaking <laughs> my head. <laughs> it's just It was right around midnight, and I was like, you know, I should probably get off to bed. I'm like, you know, we got media day in the morning. I need to get – I didn't have my notes together for media day. You know, I always like to, look yeah. at, you know – Could have re- done that last night. Refresh myself. Yeah, should have <laughs> done that last night as well. Uh, you know, but I was like, I'll get up in the morning, you yeah. know. Uh, and and you know I don't do a lot of research, but just go back and you know okay yeah I remember their last fight okay yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. I mean I can't I don't have that instant recollection, so I like to go back and look at their records and remember kind of what they're on, maybe see if there's anything on social media that reminds me, you know just spend a little time getting prepared. And uh, I was going to do that, and uh, instead uh, I saw the tweet come out that uh, it's it's live, and I was like I wonder if it's just live in Europe or it's live everywhere. Yeah. So I was like pulled it up, I'm like oh it is live, and I'm like. Let me just give this a couple minutes, you know. Let me just check out maybe this maybe this first episode. But they did the binge drop. They didn't do the weekly drop. They did the binge drop. So they got all four episodes out right away. And the first one was good, man. And I got kind of sucked in. And then you know the second one came on. I was like, I watch a little bit more. That autoplay got you. And then once two are in, I'm like, well, I can't oh stop now. God. Yes, I mean, you I gotta, can. I gotta go ahead. And, you did you the know. equivalent of like when that
1: that that Thursday movie premiere comes out, and that people could wait. You could wait till the next day when it's actually <laughs> Friday. But they're like, no, come at Thursday at like 11 o'clock at night. We're gonna play it. And you're you're that guy in the front of the That's line. That's what I
0: did. That's yeah. exactly what I did. I went to bed at like four something in the morning. And then
1: it'd be one thing if we had to like talk about it today or something. You were like, you're like, I can't wait. I can't wait till tomorrow. Let's do this. <laughs> I could sleep. I could sleep, but no, no. Let's do this. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes at no all. sense
0: whatsoever. And then I was like, I was gonna get up at like six thirty and do my notes, but I went to bed at like four yeah, thirty. So then I was way. like, so I did set my alarm for six thirty, and then. But you seven, beat me there today. Seven thirty. So
1: like, when did you get there today?
0: Uh, like nine twenty.
1: So you just got in there. With yeah, just a few me. minutes before you. Because I walked in, I saw you. I was like, "How is he even here?" Yep cuz I you normally roll in a little
0: bit later than that. And well, I got less gear to set up these days, yeah. you know what I mean? I got I got a little bit less going on than I used but still, to. Still. But uh yeah, so I made it early. But I will, so let me I'll, give, I'll I'll give my report on this. Four Part Series on Netflix if okay. anybody hasn't seen it. Uh, I will say this. <laughs> it
1: literally just came out. Nobody's seen <laughs> it except you. Man, where you guys been dude? this thing? <laughs> you guys know bro. this came out at like midnight dude. last night. <laughs> you guys are cheap. It was probably it was maybe it was midnight. When did you like it? Cuz if you looked I at saw one, it I ri-
0: I saw it like right at midnight. All right. So yeah, like right at midnight. I know. So ridiculous.
1: You guys probably saw this. No, no, no. <laughs> no. nobody's seen
0: it. Nobody's, nobody's seen, seen it. it for most um, people that
1: came out today. Yeah, exactly.
0: So uh, I will say it is. I, I think it's worth a watch. I do think it's worth a watch it just if you're an MMA fan, because the access behind the scenes, man, is just it takes you there, man. It takes you into those locker rooms. It takes you into those training sessions. It's deeper than most of the stuff you've seen. In fact, I've already seen some of the social media posts where people are like, oh, look at this behind-the-scenes footage of after his loss to Habib. And, and it was, man. Mm-hmm. It was jarring. Like, we haven't seen all that, you know? Um, I, I really did. That, that. for So for that reason alone, and I kind of tweeted something of this nature, like, whether you consider yourself a Conor McGregor fan, or listen, I know a lot of people have kind of turned against Conor McGregor because of some of the antics and the things that have happened outside of the cage, but right. I honestly think, it, I think it's worth a watch for for guys like Especially me Especially stuff you. like that. I mean, oh. like,
1: like behind the scenes stuff that you know that to be a fly on the wall, that's half the fun. That is. I mean, that's half the cool stuff is just seeing that emotion when somebody's, raw, when, yeah, somebody, when somebody hasn't had a chance to get all dressed up and, and prepare themselves, you know, when it's just those pure emotions. Yep. Like, that's gold.
0: Hasn't, like, ha- hasn't put the suit on. Hasn't put you know the suit I mean, on, you
1: know, like, that's, like, so, it's kind of worth, just knowing that there's that kind of stuff in yep. it
0: would be cool. It's worth it. It takes you, because... Conor McGregor is such a part of MMA history. You know what I mean? the big I, Look, he's still the biggest star in the sport. There's no question about it. I mean, when he shows up at Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship just to watch fights and jump in the cage, it ends up being the biggest story of the week. He's not even really involved. We all yep. know he's not going to fight at BKFC. Do we? I mean, well, not right now. He might eventually. He might eventually. Um, but yeah, no, so so from that point, whether you like Connor or dislike Connor, I think it's worth it just because if you're an MMA fan, you get unprecedented access behind the scenes that you've never seen before. And I think it's cool. Um, it starts with, uh, the buildup to the Habib fight. Right. So, and I, I think the, the, the documentarian did a pretty good job. Like everybody in there, even his team, you know, Kavanaugh and, and everybody around him, like they're admitting, like you know, now after the fact, like how just dark that whole thing felt. You remember that? That's the way we felt when we walked away from that event. I remember, boy, I, by, by that fight night, I think both of us were just like, dude, can we just get this fight over with and, and yeah. get past it? It's just so heavy and dark and beyond competition and, you know, personal. and Yeah. Lot- We've seen, we seen beefs, but it was just like – It was heavy, you know what I mean? They kind of all admit that. So um, I think they did a good job of – they do a good job of not pretending like Conor McGregor is just the greatest person of all time and he can do no wrong and everything he does is is perfect. You know, they show some flaws. They don't necessarily show – some of the bad stuff, though. Like, there's no there's no real uh, addressing of the legal issues and some of the accusations that he's had to face. I noticed, like, even though they show the Habib fight, um, there's no mention of that, like, it's only business thing, you know, that was such a talk. So th- it does gloss over some of the stuff, but it yeah. does – it's not as if, like, they're just painting Conor McGregor to be out like this, you know, the, the, the deity of greatness or whatever. It kind of shows some, some cracks and some flaws along the way. And Conor along the way, you know, they don't necessarily show him, like – partying or, or things like that of some of the things we've heard in the build up to the fights but he does kind of address it where he's like ah oh, it's kind of you know living dual lives and not necessarily focused the way I need to be and they kind of allude to some of the things that we've heard about <laughs> So they about. left
1: a lot of shit out Well
0: they left a lot out Yeah yeah they <laughs> left a lot out but they, but they allude to it they yeah. allude to you know some of the things <laughs> along the way but uh, I still you know so I do I can see how somebody would watch it and be like man this didn't go deep enough you didn't really yeah. address the, you know, some of the bigger topics on the table, but as just like an MMA fan, that again, you're going to get like unprecedented access that you don't normally get to see. Yeah. I think it's worth it.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like it's a step in the right direction. But yeah, I mean, I think if anybody wants to see all the the nitty-gritty, dirty, dirty shit, that stuff's going to probably happen maybe after he's done. And even then, with the control of a lot of the footage, I guarantee some of this footage was probably shot by his own people that he gave over Absolutely. to the documentary 100%. guy. So it's like you're not going to see a lot of this stuff outside of this particular thing. So I think it's probably like, okay, yeah, you want to see this? Well, we're going to maybe not put rose color glasses on completely and sell it you know all just one flavor maybe but just
0: one rose color lens just you one lens. Just, just the one left lens left eye like. the right eye is still transparent <laughs> yeah. lens over here
1: so i mean uh but no it sounds it sounds it sounds unique to uh to see that uh you know i'll i'll look forward to seeing some of that stuff but yeah i probably would pr- be one of the people that's like Wow, they skipped over this whole yeah. year that Where this happened And what about this And what about this
0: um, I think it's just that we're so you know. used to Like the really high quality stuff All coming from the promotion itself Yeah, You know what I mean? So like I mean, you know, I, I still watch the embeddeds and I still watch the countdowns, but they're pretty formulaic at this point, right? Oh yeah, We've seen completely. pretty much everything and we kind of know it's just plug and play the tried and true formula. So this was something that's that's done really well. like I thought the I mean completely different topic you said, but like the Lee Murray documentary that was on Showtime, that's definitely worth a watch as well, too, cuz that's one of the craziest stories of all time. But it's done at such a high level, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they, Fight Lore had done like a 30-minute episode on it. Even that Fight Lore episode was Fight good. Was pretty cool. It was good, but this one is just like super in-depth, and they've got him on the phone, and, uh, you know, they've got it's, it's it's really good. So I think I just enjoy seeing like high-level produced stuff that's not coming from the promotion itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, it's definitely worth watching. It's definitely worth watching, but yeah, I think it's probably smart to say take it with a grain of salt. You know, you're not gonna, it's not gonna be a hit piece. But right. but in the same sense, uh, sounds like it's not like hey, Connor's an angel. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, That's like it. they want to show a little bit of his flaws. I can't but, believe you, you haven't know, seen it yet. I know. <laughs>
0: No, no, it's been, no, out for, been out for 15
1: <laughs> hours. It's almost going near 16 hours. It's I only mean. four hours. It's only 25% of the time it has been a, <laughs> That's so funny. I will probably put it on tonight. I'll, I'll give it a look-see. Yeah, let uh, me know what
0: you think. I'll be interested to, to hear take a think look. about
1: it. I don't know if I'll binge all four hours tonight, but I think I'll it's maybe like, start.
0: It's like three hours and 40 minutes. You know what I mean? It's not really four hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I'm a dummy. I went to bed at 4 o'clock. My wife was like, what time did you come to bed I'm sure she bed did. She, I'm she's sure like, she was time? like, what the F are yeah. you doing? Like, <laughs> I was like, I was, it was so funny. She's, she's like, like, what time did you end up coming to bed last night? And I'm like, I was like 4 something." She's like, what are you doing? I was like, Watching the Conor McGregor documentary, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Well, at least you're home, at, at least, least you're home, home. Yeah. you home. I'm not out of the bar. Uh, Alright, listen, a lot to talk about, of course, we'll talk about uh, the fight card coming up this week, USC fight night, Dern versus Hill, we just finished media day, we'll talk all about that, but I, you know, a bunch of news came out this week, obviously Francis Nagano signed with the PFL. It's interesting, right, because this has been such a long journey along the way, and um, it's funny because I think when when this whole thing first started, I think you and I both felt PFL was probably the best place for him to go, right? I mean, they're the ones that are that are doing pay-per-view and that they admitted they're moving in that direction, which he's a pay-per-view fighter. I mean, you talk about the salary that he's going to command. You're going to need to be able to try to get some revenue back on pay-per-view. So we always felt like that was a good fit. Plus the PFL is into like this co-promotion idea. You know, we'll work with other organizations. We'll let you go box because we don't care. That's not our product. So if you want to go box, so it always felt like it was the right place for him but as this thing kept going along and more and more people were dropping out of the running the ufc's out of the running bellator's out of the running bare knuckles out of the running i did see a lot of people that were like oh francis screwed up man he messed up i didn't think that because i knew that all he needed was one offer right. but you did start to wonder like is his value going down i mean Part of the thing is, even if that's the right place to end up, the value goes up because they know they're bidding against right. people. You know, if you if you got one bidder and they're like, "Hey, bro, uh, you know, we were going to offer you two million, but we just heard everybody else said they're out." So guess what? Here's a million. Yep. That's what I was worried about. 000. Yeah, that's what I was worried about that that was going to end up happening to him. Um, but man, it sounds like from his point of view, gosh, you, you couldn't have gotten a better fit, man. I mean, you, they're still going to allow him to go box. He's going to get paid under this model. Uh, He's going to be involved with PFL Africa, which is awesome. Uh, I mean, you know, I I think for for Francis this is a win – but I do have some concerns about how does PFL make it profitable? I don't know that's if they, gonna, yeah, I don't know if they can profit off of it, so that scares me a little bit. But I, I imagine they're kind of looking at this as like, well, it's earned value of media. Like, how much attention are they getting? Yeah. How many people are talking about? So I'm sure they will look at that. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll take a loss on this because we'll, you know, we'll we'll get this attention, and I think that's valuable. The other thing I worry about is I do think there's going to be some fans that are like, well, we're not going to get to see the fights that we wanted to see because you know we're not going to get to see the big names that we want to see, yeah. and that's true but with all that said it's not francis's job to make sure all the fans are happy it's francis's job to make sure his family's taken care of and he's making right. as much money as possible and you know assuming that the PFL can continue this global growth situation and and they can get this Africa thing up and going man, it seems like it's a it's a hell of a deal for him
1: yeah i think if anything the the whole africa thing seems like that's the big investment in it you know is trying to invest in that market and get the biggest star to be able to be the face of that company and with him having equity and whether whatever this chairman position of pfl africa is going to be or whatever it's making him the face but it's going to be on him to make it profitable so depending on whatever the relationship is, whether that's a salaried position to start or it's a matter of like, hey, we're, we're in for this. Maybe there's a split. Maybe there's something sort of deal where it would be on him to help build that market up on his own right. or at least be the face of it. Um, but, you know, what's interesting to me, like I swear I thought people said that PFL said they were done, like they were done bidding or whatever, you know, and, and this was a while back. Maybe that's because – they had already. This was already like in play. We're already agreed you in know? terms. Because I'm not going to say names of people that said that they thought they they were at least had heard about this about a month ago that right. something was already in play, which in my head makes me laugh because I'm I feel like when we asked like Peter Murray and them about they were like you know I felt like they something at this at that point something was already done. Yep. They just didn't want to say anything, and if they were saying you know, like hey negotiations are done or we're not negotiating anymore because we're already done, you know, <laughs> you know something along those lines, but uh. You know, I'm, I'm happy for him. I, I think it's a, a great move. Um, the, it, the, it's interesting about the, how he's like, hey, I'm just doing the super fight series. Well, what the fuck is a super fight series? There's no name on the other side of this. So there's just this guarantee of, hey, my, I'm making sure that my opponent's going to get some money. At this point, we don't even know when these super fight things are even going to happen. You know, right. like when's it actually going to happen? All right, cool. You sign him to something that's supposed to happen someday against something. The only thing I can see maybe moving forward first, if they, until they find a person that's going to qualify to be the super fight, it's going to be on him to start investing into this African market and bring in some other stuff. But is that bringing him cash right now? Does he, is he getting money right now? Like, what is he getting right now? Does that mean, okay, Hey, I need to go set up a boxing match so I can get some money in my pocket so I can keep things afloat, blah, 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 blah. Maybe that's the next thing we're going to hear. Is that now he's like okay plans in place? When PFL finds me the right dance partner, we'll have this super fight yep. series kick off. We'll have this go, um, and then we're, I'm gonna start working on this PFL Africa, you know, start building the market over here, getting getting these young fighters to come over. But in the meantime, I'm gonna try to set up a boxing match.
0: I would think that's the play. I mean, that to me that has always been the smartest play is go right. get the boxing match now because. Look, as, as great as Francis Ngannou is, heavyweight MMA is heavyweight MMA. Yeah. One shot from anybody can change everything, yeah. right? He could lose. He could lose in his debut against whoever. We don't know who the opponent is, as you said, is going to be, but he could lose, and then that boxing fight... I think that goes away, right? Because right. the idea is that you're the guy You're the guy that's like the UFC champion. That not gonna, they're yeah. not, if
1: you're, not, you're not quite as the dangerous heavyweight that you used that's, to be. If, if you, you, take if you a lose, loss. it's gone, right?
0: Yeah. It's it's That's just the way they look at it. That's, there's no intrigue in it. So I think the boxing match um, would be next. I think that would be the smart play. So maybe he tries to do that before the debut next year in, in MMA. Um, it's – I mean, I I don't know, it doesn't sound like the names are lined up yet, and I know a lot of those top-tier heavyweights are already booking other fights and fighting each other, and there's the Saudi money and all that, Um, but I'd love to see him get in on it because I I know that's what he wants, right? I mean, he wanted to be a boxer. Like, that's part of the dream is him getting a chance to to be a boxer, so – I I hope that lines up.
1: And you got to think, I mean, granted, I mean, boxing is a tough sport. You can still take a lot of head trauma in boxing. But in terms of how his body, the longevity, if he's able to get multiple fights in boxing and then work his way back into like one super fight a year or something like that, his career and his length, I would think, is going to be drastically longer than if he just takes a bunch of MMA fights in a year trying to rack up some money and then possibly taking some serious injuries. Um, more damage or whatever. I mean, know? the
0: the thing we hear about, like you know, Ben Rothwell. I've talked to him several times about this, but we've heard it from a lot of people. The guys that have gone over to BKFC, for instance, they're like, "Dude, you know, the fight. Yeah, it's it's you know, now we're talking about BKFC versus boxing. Yeah, they're I'm like, gonna, but
1: still it, slight different, <laughs> right?
0: But they are like the fight itself. Like, yeah, you get kind of busted up and you get cuts and you may break your hand. But they are like, as far as and this is everybody I've talked to, as far as preparing for the fight versus yeah. preparing for an MMA fight, like. Yeah. Way less taxing on the body because all you gotta do is box. You know what I mean? You don't have to. I gotta. I I gotta do my grappling. I gotta do my wrestling. I gotta do my jujitsu. I gotta get. That's it. That's all you got to do. So that would be great if he could even get, like you said, more than one fight if he could do – because, you know, with his knees the way they are, it it probably would extend his career more if he could box more than doing MMA. I as
1: fit and as crazy a specimen as he looks, I mean, it's hard on his body. It has to be to carry that much weight and that much muscle around. And then let alone to do such a strenuous sport. I mean, if he could pace himself, you know, and get some boxing matches in there, I mean, I think it would have to extend his sport career. But, Mm -hmm. I mean – Setting up the whole, you know, being able to, to already set up this whole PFL Africa thing was so, so smart. Oh, I, mean, I think just that like,
0: means so much for him, too. Yeah, you know?
1: I mean, one, I think it's great for, you know, obviously his country, his people, all that other stuff. But just also, like, most fighters are... Constantly thinking like, how can I start a business? How can I start a side business? How can I start something that I can Michael Johnson into? today
0: told us today he's yep. starting to do real estate. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and he's he's like, I still might find another five or ten years, but he's already got the job. And lined that's up. it.
1: You know, as much as he you know wants to say yes, it's about the title and this and this. Ultimately, what I heard from him was that five or six is getting get the bag, get that money. Yeah. You know, so that you have that, that nice pillow of, of money that you can then maybe keep doing some other stuff. Does he want to be a great real estate agent? I'm sure he does. But, you know, five or six fights. I mean, let's be honest. I love Michael Johnson, and I'm sure we'll talk more about him. Yep. He's not going to win a title. Right. But if he gets a good five or six more fights where he's making quality money and he's smart with his money, he's setting himself up so that when he retires from fighting – He's got the money that he can transition to whatever's next.
0: Yep, and that's why this deal for Nagano is so good. Like, I think some people – again, I think – you know, I don't know what kind of fights are going to get lined up for him moving forward. I can imagine – that it's not going to be the fights. I mean, obviously we're not going to see John Jones, which we would have loved to have seen. Yeah. Obviously we're not going to see – That su- would be a super fight. That would be a super fight. That would be
1: worth the money that he's probably trying to ask.
0: I mean, Sergey Pavlovich, a lot of people are getting really high on him right now. Yeah. We're not. I mean, we're not going to see fights like that. Now, if I look at the current, you know, PFL heavyweight roster, I don't see anybody on there I would qualify, and this is no disrespect yeah. to any of them, that I would qualify yeah. as a super a fight. Super you fight. know, their standings right now, Dennis Goldsoff, Bruno Kapalosa, Maurice Green, Danilo Marcus – no, again, no, no disrespect to any of those, but if you're talking about high-level super fight type thing, it's not going to yeah. be there. And I yeah, love when this I
1: think c- of super fights, I'm not thinking like the, all the guys that are just running through the regular season. Right. Like everybody that you just named, that's the regular season I know. guys. I they're going like to have to Super bring I'm like, what does that even mean? They're going to have to bring some you life from
0: the outside. And, and look, with this clause that he negotiated, that his opponent gets a minimum pay. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people. In fact, speaking of Ben Rothwell, I saw him put his hand in the air. He was like, oh. You get two million guaranteed. He's like, Guess I'll an ass whipping for two million. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. Uh, so I don't think they're gonna have problems getting people to volunteer to do yeah. it. But again, I, so I can see maybe fans going, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I like this, but for but for Francis, like you said, to have that position lined up, man, and again, something that's meaningful to him, but also a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I imagine comes with a, a decent little salary attached to it. And and John, by the way, John
1: Jones could win, retire from the UFC. Cross that street. <laughs> That's That would be a super fight.
0: That would be a super <laughs> fight. He, I don't know how long he'd have to wait. I know he just re-up, so we'll see. But, um, but And by the way, let me just say, like, the PFL, I love what they're doing with this regionalization type stuff. You know, Dan Hardy in charge of PFL Europe. They want to do PFL South America. They want to do PFL Asia. They want to do PFL Middle East. Um, and they want to have names like that. Like, yeah. when they got Dan Hardy, and I was talking to the PFL Brass, I'm like, is that the model? Like, a name that's known in that location? Right? He's like, absolutely. We want to make it hyper-local. Like, who's the local hero? I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same way you book a fight card, right? When you, you want to book the local hero in town. So now, if you can have a local hero as the brand, as, as the ambassador, I mean, imagine, like, PFL I mean,
1: Vegas, I'll step up.
0: You step up. I'll, I mean, I'll be there. I'll be the guy copies for and PFL, of PFL <laughs> Vegas. Oh, we're in. But you know, like, okay, so you know, say for Brazil, for instance, right? Yeah. I mean, ideally would be like the Nogueira brothers, but you're like you're not going to have Nogueiras because they're they're still, still working USC, for the US. Yeah, but those USC dudes are gods through. down there, right? Yeah. But Vitor works with them. Vitor wouldn't be a bad face. He's already working with them, so he could be one of them. Maybe you could get Anderson. I mean, Anderson's kind of moved on at this point, and I don't yeah. I don't know that. He feels like there's any loyalty to the UFC that he can't cross over. You know, I don't
1: see. I don't think Anderson have any problem at all taking some money through something. That would that would actually be a good. I mean, Vitor. That's a great. That's a great name too. But yeah, in my eyes, Vitor or Anderson. Go Anderson. Yeah, for sure. Same thing. For sure. I
0: agree. Um, you know, and there's some big names. But listen, I mean, I'm not saying that they're in, in danger or, or nearly about to overtake the UFC, but, man, especially in those markets like Asia, the Middle East, where, like, the time zone is weird. And, yeah. and there you've got local heroes fighting in local prime time. You know, I'm not saying that they're going to overnight become the biggest brand, but they're going to get brand recognition because those people are getting yeah. to see fights in their market.
1: And then when they buy Bellator, Bellator has already established themselves in places like Italy, all these other places.
0: There you go. I'm just saying. I don't. Do you, do you see? Do I think they're going to buy
1: him? Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, you think, I think so? so? I heard that Bellator was looking for partial money. That they were looking for some investment. I think.
1: I just feel like Coker would be more than happy to get out of the the game. Mm. I think he's sticking with it, but I I don't I don't think Coker would even if he was able to stay on in something. I just feel like. I just feel like, one, I could see Viacom or whoever the, the – whatever the name – Viacom is. It Viacom? Viacom. Yeah, Viacom yeah. would be more than happy to sell them for a profit. I just I just think the money, the overhead – Sure as hell
0: doesn't feel like they're super invested in it, right? I mean – Right. That's it. I really don't feel it you owned it for at how many years and you just put it on network television? Yeah. Like you've had – wait – you own it bro you don't even have to pay anybody yeah. any extra money to put it on network television i just feel
1: like they see it as a, it's it's on the books but i just feel like it's a liability that if they if they could take money for it and get it off and and take a profit and and wash it right. i don't think they would be sad about it cuz it doesn't all.
0: feel like anybody there is really like no. championing the brand like this I is don't. our thing this It's just is it's us. The, it's
1: the guys within the brand doing what they've been doing to keep it keep it afloat and keep their name out there i mean yeah as for like the overall overall it's crazy cuz their
0: roster's better than it's ever yeah. been been man they got so much and they're reaching out on it. to so
1: many places but it's like fuck how many different broadcast partners and other weird places have we seen every year we can't find any sort of sense of stability it's on this network okay now you're going to go to here to get it now you're going to go here bro, to get it bro they just it, you know? did
0: pay-per-view in canada what is that yeah. like no disrespect i love the people over at bell tour and i guarantee you Knowing the people the way we do over there, n- none of them can say a word. But yeah. I guarantee you, if you had them in private, there's none of them that were like, "Yeah, you know what our bright idea is? Yeah. We'll go to pay-per-view in Canada." And I guarantee
1: that came from above. Exactly. Some, of them, some of them just trying to make a play to get some money, probably some 100%. cash or something. There's like no.
0: That. There's no. There's nobody no working for Bellator that's like, "Sure, I'm glad we got on pay-per-view in yeah, Canada." Like
1: this is a really smart idea. Nobody. I mean, it, yeah. So, I think it makes. It, I mean, it makes sense, and I think that if. And that would be the best best world for like somebody like PFL to take it over, as mm-hmm. opposed to say like an overseas entity or something to take it over, and then just then they don't really care about it yep. or whatever, or we just start seeing all the fights happen over in the Middle East or you know Abu Dhabi and other places or something like that. Um, so yeah, I think I I keep trying to poke and prod to like people, but nobody wants to answer of me or whatever. Of but yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, it it would be the logical. Uh, thing because then you know the way that Bellator has already been reaching out into all these markets all around the world just doing things that nobody else is doing your stuff. it just boosts it yep. and, and it makes more sense like you said now especially trying to start a PFL Africa now they got you know Hardy over there in PFL Europe and all this other stuff they could easily start opening up channels into Italy into all these places that they've been going to
0: and just boom there you go I wonder if Coker would be willing to just be the face of like PFL Asia
1: I bet he'd be willing to stick around for a little bit. I think he, I, I feel like he wants to be able to retire probably right. in the next like five years or so. Yeah, um, I think he enjoys it. He loves it. But he I does. Think it's just I think he's probably mentally tired from having to justify it to the people that are under their structure. Maybe if somebody else did buy it, maybe be completely like hell yes. Now I can just be the spokesperson. I can do whatever and maybe be reinvigorated. And I'm not saying like he's like, oh, I hate life or whatever. Right. But you could tell like this has been wearing on him. You know, like, I mean, he he toes the line. He does what he needs to do. And he, he obviously loves the product. But I, I just – I feel like
0: – It's pretty clear they're not getting the support. They're that not getting like the support.
1: And, and, and they'll try to put on that's, a good face about it. That's just from the outside you know? looking in. You that's know what, what I it, mean? I mean, it's hard to not see <laughs> that. That just they feel like the, if it wasn't for the guys that cared so much about Bellator from within Bellator, that it wouldn't be where it is right now. That's and I'm, I'm saying, sure, right. like, if they had a proper support base, who knows what they could do, you know? I mean – and who knows? Um, with the roster and with the the athletes I have, I th- it, it makes a logical decision. But, hey – there's no, there's nothing that says that they can't be bought and then they're still able to as act as a standalone organization. Sure, you know yeah. maybe there's a point where you know they're like we don't want Bellator to go away, but hey, oh FYI, you know you're going to be owned by the PFL, blah 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 blah. You can still act as your whatever. You can have your own, you know, bring your own fighters, do your whatever, just like you have been doing it. But you know, let's find ways where we can, you know, do the things that we do well together. And yeah. break, break into markets that you've already established yourself, hey, now the PFL can maybe swing in there in areas where the PFLs good. Bellator twerking, hey, I'll come do a show in here with our people or something.
0: And, and let's be honest, that that would allow you to sign like multiple television deals and multiple yes. broadcast deals, you know what I mean? Even yep. though you're technically operating under the same umbrella. So, I mean, this is all speculation yeah, all of speculation. what could happen, but, but it is a good it play. Makes
1: a, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, I feel for so long they haven't been getting the support. Maybe Viacom or Vox or whoever the fuck, they're just like yeah, we're happy being whatever, second fiddle or whatever, but they also have their hands in so much other stuff yep. that this is just, you know, I think to them it's just always still been just a part niche of the portfolio, Just a niche part it's, of the portfolio over here. That's all it is. Know?
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, I have seen a lot of people too with everything that's going on with Francis Nagano leaving. Uh, PFL signing Cedric Dumbay, which is a great yeah. signing. You know I mean? Phenomenal one there. Some of these other movements, um, you know, people saying, ah, you know, I wonder if, if the UFC kind of that is The France slipping. market
1: is so ripe for somebody to just take that over. Yep. The whole European market, just to be the number one and just to build over there, yep. for I think for PFL and and Bellator and what they've established, UFC
0: they
1: can can't UFC can't hang with them over that's, there.
0: That's that's what I think is is the, I think that they can handle these local markets and become big now. As far as like being the biggest organization globally, still a long way to go. Because and, yeah. and, I pointed just like the brand recognition and the brand reach of the UFC. Now, if we're talking about yeah. quality of athletes, not if we're just talking about fight right. fans, hell yeah, there's quality athletes on every yeah. roster. You can't just say just because you're in the UFC, you're a better fighter. But as far as just what do you mean when you mean number one organization, dude? I mean, look at the number of blue chip sponsors they have. I mean, how many official beverage of the? I mean, look at the look at the octagon, dude. Look how many yeah. logos are on there. I mean, they had to build an led platform to put more logos on there because they were selling more advertising so it's a they're a long way from generating the type of revenue that that the ufc does
1: and and so you're saying people aren't going to start asking hey do you train pfl bro
0: yeah no that's not gonna happen yet (laughs) that's not gonna happen and and you know it's funny you say that too because that is one thing too that you know when people look at hey is there a ufc alternative could there be a ufc beater someday that's one thing i think you have to get over to as well is that like Kids, when they're growing up and they're training, like, and I don't mean this as any disrespect; it's just the truth. Like, they dream of being a UFC champion. Nobody dreams of being a Bellator champion. Nobody dreams of being a PFL champion. Now, once once you choose that path and you get to that organization, like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. There's some there's some incredible champions. I mean, some of the Bellator champions right now are phenomenal. Some of the PFL champions right now are phenomenal. They can they can clearly compete with the best in the UFC. But there is just that. Thing inside, where you're like, I want to go to the UFC. Like, I want to yeah. go there. And, and you know, maybe that'll change in the next 10, 15, 20, 30 yeah, years. It you know? could.
1: It, and I think you're right. It's just it's that global space. You know, like UFC has a firm grip on it right mm-hmm. now. So every kid in whatever random country that maybe has mixed martial arts or that has a broadcast show more than likely has seen a UFC broadcast yes. or some sort of news clip or something. Can that start to change in some, of the, especially like France and other markets? Yes, they'll still see you know they'll see PFL they'll see Bellator see all the other stuff but it's still it'll take time before you start seeing on the news programs yeah. show a PFL clip as opposed to a UFC clip and all the other stuff yeah. i don't think i think some of you would be silly to argue now and say that fighters in these other organizations can't hang with the UFC be one thing it's one thing if you say like, like a like, regional yeah. you know yeah, where yeah, yeah. where but that's just a step up from amateur or something like that that's that's a different thing. But as for like these fighters, now we've seen it. We've seen UFC guys cross over and get actu- absolutely smashed yep. by these people. So it's interesting. I think it's it's just going to take some time. But I think 10 to 15 years is probably the I would be interested to see what the market space is going to look like globally in in that amount of time. I mean. If things keep going and things – I feel like we had the conversation, especially when it was like World Series of Fighting uh, before it, PFL was even whatever. Yeah. We're like, is, is the PFL even going to make it a year or two? Are they even going to make it? <laughs> true. And we said that year after year, and it's like, look at it look now. Look at it now. Look at it Everything now. Everything
0: they said they were going to do, they've done. It's
1: ridiculous. You know? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I feel silly because I've, I'm, I swear we – not that we doubted, but it was like, is this real? Is yeah. this a joke? Somebody well, hit me up. Like, well, they're like,
0: wait, 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 you're gonna hand out six million dollars? Yeah, you know what I mean, like on your finals, like, what? Yeah, you know, of course. But man, they're in. now. Now, I don't know how profitable they are. You know what I mean? But uh, they, at least they're growing.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. I don't want to throw his username out, so he doesn't want people to try. But he hit me up on Instagram. He's like which was the organization that you guys said was Money Laundering or something that was probably Money Laundering? Like, was it PFL? I was like, he probably said it was PFL. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to – Put him out there so people hang it on him or whatever but yeah I hit me up on uh, Instagram and he was like hey what was the one
0: that you guys said again
1: <laughs> I was like shit I don't know we've said a lot of dumb shit over the years I was like it was probably it was, it was clearly in jest we're not accusing <laughs> yeah, anybody not accusing actually anyone. laundering
0: money uh, it was clearly in jest but uh,
1: but I mean I remember at the time when it was like look at the money that they were throwing around it was like how are they getting this money the business model how is this even going to work and look at them now I mean they're absolutely thriving and we're at the point where it's like wait this this PFL. I mean, there's rumors that they're actually buying the Bellator. I mean, there's you know,
0: Be a bold You move, know, man. like
1: going overseas or having these things happen in countries that MMA didn't even wasn't even legalized, and now we're having multiple events happening over in there. Um, it's just it's crazy thinking about how it's grown. You know, this crazy niche sport that we're like lucky enough to to, to find a career in and yep. work, but like just even to see it happen globally, I felt like before when you, you know, somebody asked, what do you do? You know, you try to tell the sport, I don't have to work as hard anymore nope. to, like, tell somebody what it is. They get it yep. a lot quicker, and I'm like, wow. You I see I, the space I, I used
0: to, you know, I what do you do? Oh, I cover mixed martial arts. Uh, What's that? The UFC? Uh, yeah. Cage fighting. Oh, okay, yeah, cage fighting. You cover it. And then to be like... You cover that, yeah. But now you're right. It's 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 easier to cover MMA. Oh, really? That's great. That's a cool sport. Yeah, totally different.
1: It's it's so real. And I don't know when the switch happened. I'm I'm maybe I'm sure the times with like the Rondas and the uh, the Connors helped that happen. So it had to be in the last couple years. But I don't I I don't remember when the actual switch, but I remember I just started noticing. and I was like, wow. Connor we was used definitely to have to, a big part of that. We used man. to have to pull teeth just to explain that yeah. to the point where we just got frustrated. I was like, eh. I just, I'm a Just think of service. boxing. It's yeah. like a sports. <laughs> you know boxing? Sports. It's like it's like boxing, but a little bit more yeah, than that. funny. You know?
0: All right, I did want to ask you what you thought about USC 291. The big announcements came out. Uh, the, the 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 BMF title is on the line. It's uh, Justin Gaethje I see and, Jorge and Dustin just Poirier. Pissed
1: off about that, I'm sure. I,
0: I know that was one There's of one. It's only one belt. It's one, one, one of one BMF belt. Uh, all right, so listen, I want to get so your What did Dana up.
1: say about? Did he say they were going to make he's, a new belt?
0: He said because he's retired, the yeah. BMF title is vacated. So right. yeah, I'm sure they'll make another belt. Like, well, I knew
1: they were going to make another belt, but I I was thinking that they put a twist where he didn't have to eat his words. Yeah, because well, you know? at one because point they said it was a one off
0: he retired. It's vacated. So the one of one is now a zero of one again, and we got to issue it to somebody clearly. But they won't.
1: They won't make like a one sixty five or a one seventy five weight class. But they'll just now. There's a BMF title belt.
0: <laughs> All right. I've come full circle on this because when they first I don't mind it, though, they, but it's well, just that's silly. it. when they first announced silly. the. Okay, that's it. It's completely unnecessary. Like yeah. if you just told me that, that Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier are fighting, I'm in. Yeah. I don't. Need, I don't need a belt. I, I don't need the. I don't need right. a, a silly made up belt. I don't need. It. I'm in. But I also felt like a lot of people were like what is the UFC doing? This is ridiculous. Yeah. This is obscene. Like I don't to be honest with you when they announced the BMF title the first time I was like what are we doing? So dude? Like this is so dumb.
1: We're going to have the Rock.
0: He's going to going to put the belt on. But I'll be honest with you by the time we got to Madison Square Garden and, like they they unveiled the belt remember they had oh, that with yeah. in Dane, Dane had, had like his the gloves on. on. <laughs> a yeah, white like yeah, I'm like, what do you you gloves. can't touch it? Like they had that, and then yeah, The Rock comes in, and it's like you know, I mean, I'm not like a big like The Rock guy, but it's a big star, you yeah. know what I mean? It's oh it's, yeah, it was fun. To, by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm in. This is cool, you know yeah. what I mean? This is so I kind of feel that way. Like, is it necessary? Hell no, it's not necessary. No. But I see a lot of people that are just like offended by it. Yeah. I'm like, what is? There are way bigger problems in the sport to worry about Whether or not the USC is creating a BMF title or not
1: Well I figure part of that I can see I wonder if some of the frustration too Because you feel like some of the main events And some of these other stuff We always felt like they needed that. They felt the urge we, Well we got to create an interim title Because it was always like We can't have a pay-per-view At so-and-so place Where you can't right. do this big main event Unless there's a title Or unless there's something You know I just feel like this is another instance where, well, hey, we don't have to do an interim belt, bro. Let's, uh, we could just do the BMF. Belt, All right, let know? me make
0: a bold statement right here. <laughs> Give me a BMF title over an interim title any day of the week. I would love that. You know what I mean? Like, because at, at least, it's like this is just like something, you know, symbolic. Especially, yeah, versus- especially, and
1: you know, especially when there's like an instance where say if a fighter's injured, or if a fighter's just like, bro, I just won the title. Yeah. Let me go spend some time. Why are you rushing? To create an interim when some guys don't fight for five, six months, seven months and you're forcing me to do whatever. This is just like, yeah, alright, well, no, cool, cool. We're going to let the titles actually live like what they're supposed <laughs> to be. Right. There's the, a great thing that you, you have to aspire to get. We're not just going to throw up you know, this interim one just because we need one for a, a title or nope. a, for an event or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it makes you wonder then, you know, uh, this is it BMF change weight classes can there be weight class bmfs i mean like are they gonna start saying okay well the, you're the welterweight bmf bro but like the middleweight bmf something else uh i mean the could you do a female bmf, BMF and let amanda nunes BMF?
0: fight for a third title i mean
1: i mean because honestly i mean yeah because i've seen some women fighters and they're all bad motherfuckers all of them you know that, of them. that's not a he she thing but yeah i mean i can see where somebody's like you know what else Maybe they'd want something else instead of BMF to signify the the female version or whatever. Because then some are like, well, if they're both if they're both fighting for the BMF belt, does that mean they fight each other? Is Amanda Nunes going to fight uh, uh, Jorge next or something? <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand, right? Because one's like a lightweight title, but then there's the the middleweight title. But this is the BMF. Is the BMF shared between no Jethro? And they.
0: Oh, but I man. mean,
1: but yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, whatever, whatever. I mean, I'm certainly not opposed by the fact that they're actually, you know, I'm not. It's not like, oh, sorry, Jorge, they're 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 putting your belt back up. Like we knew that was never really gonna stick or whatever. Right. But um if that's what you need to justify a main event or do whatever or something, I just like the the idea that they're they're get the. The credence behind what the BMF is supposed to be, the, the whole mantra behind it, you know? Like, it's still supposed to mean something like, these are bad motherfuckers that the, have done what they need to do. When you're looking at, like, who is it, Dustin and and, and Gagey? And Gage, yeah. Gage, they fit the description. They, they fit the description. Yeah. Like, don't just rush out to create a BMF fight just because you want to have another belt. Like, you know, I'm trying to think of just, like, we were talking about Tim Elliott today. I love Tim Elliott. He's a bad motherfucker. Don't just like, oh, hey, Tim's going to have beef with somebody. Let's have the BMF with Elliot and, and Kroom or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> that, that, you could definitely do that one. That's, yeah, that. That's,
1: that'd be the bad blood. I uh, was about to say, that's the, the blood, blood belt, belt man. It's BBB, the triple B belt.
0: Soaked in blood, man. Like, oh, dude, that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but, I was, you know, I, here's the, you the one. I just wanted to mean something The one you want that came to, to my mind, to mind is like what real... if they said, look, we, we got this BMF title online, and it's Wonder Boy and Neil Magny going, oh, out you
1: know? You'd God. be like, what were they used to joke? Stephen joked around
0: around yeah. here the nicest motherfucker yeah and yeah, yeah. So they were gonna fight for the nmf though <laughs> so yeah but I'm, I'm 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 down so i look i had i had to do that 281 lineup is stacked bro Jan blahovic alex peheta tony ferguson bobby green paulo Costa versus ikram <sighs> Man, that he's up there already Wonderboy michelle peheta we got Derek lewis marcus richard lima michael chiesa kevin holland i mean that's a that's a freaking lineup. and i heard the sigh I heard the sigh and it was around Tony Ferguson. Are, 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 are you are you Are you worried about are you worried worried about about Kui getting in there? I'm worried about him. I am too.
1: I'm fucking worried, man. I love Tony. I want Tony to be able to to do whatever he, he does, but man, I, I hate seeing him go through uh these crazy fucking
0: wars in there um yeah he's one of my all-time favorites man there's no question about it you know yeah. it's, it's I mean uh, I want
1: him to fight I want him to do whatever but no it, I literally and I and I joke when I see other people get really stressed out about some fighters and whatever and I just like I literally my heart like races I feel I just don't want him to like have these crazy bloody bad wars and some fight weeks I don't know what version of him I'm going to see come in there and I just I want him to you know just be happy and healthy and whatever, and if that's what fighting does, good, but yeah. you know, I just don't wanna see i just don't wanna see him get fucking tore up just for fucking our entertainment, you know, I'd rather
0: whatever i, I don't know, know. i, don't I know. know I'm a fucking
1: but that yeah, Brought you said it down. and I was just like uh,
0: <laughs> I, did, no. I, I i'm i'm to- and it's it's so funny 'cause because uh, I love Bobby Green as well, right, you know what I mean, like yeah. so I love the matchup itself but. Yeah, I mean, I do. My heart goes out for Tony, man. How, I just I don't know how it doesn't. Like, you got if you're an MMA fan, you love Tony Ferguson. What's man. that, again? What's uh, number? UFC 291 at the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, Utah. Only oh, what on what pay-per-view. Terrible location. Nah, you like Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City's not a bad town, except for the fact that you know they got some weird beer laws and some some weird times that things close. And yeah, that's why I don't like it. <laughs> it.
1: Is that the one where you had that crazy bar? You were that crazy dance bar.
0: Oh, yeah. No. Was that? <laughs> was that Salt Lake? That was, wasn't it? Was it was Salt Lake, right? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And it was. A sketchy bar in Salt Lake. It <laughs> oh,
1: looked like the sketchy like German nightclub. We're going there like, again.
0: Everybody listening in will be there. Sketchy place. I can't remember the name of it. Jose Youngs was the one that turned us on to it. Sketchy Euro Trash Dance Bar.
1: Damn him and Bobby, man. That's a tough one. Someone's going to take a beating in that one. <sighs> I know. I know.
0: But, bad motherfucker in the belt. it's it's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But those guys qualify for a BMF belt. Yes, they do. I mean, there's a lot of people on that card that that actually could
0: qualify for a BMF fight. Boy, Tony and Bobby could get in some trash talking. Yeah. That could be fun.
1: Yeah, I can see that spilling over, even like on... Wayne did. Not even meaning. Like, they don't – I could see him talking trash, but then, like, Wayne almost popping off just because they're both just fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. That's it. Not even because they'll be no, personal to each other. Yeah. Like, they just love barking, just like- bro.
0: You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, they just love barking. So, uh, all right. We got that in the future, so I'm looking forward <coughs> to that one. All right. Listen, I know, uh, like but, yeah. thompson
1: Pahea fight. Oh, boy. I'm telling you. There's some tough, tough matchups on that one. Ooh. I'm not, I'm not liking
0: Jan's. Chances either. That's a tough one, too. Well, that's an interesting one. Boy, but, I, mean, it's boy, it's Alex I mean, it's a different uh, weight class. It's a different weight class. It's a different weight class. Alex is rebounding awfully quick from getting knocked out, man. You always wonder about that. You got knocked out, and now you're back, what, four months later, five months later? Like, not even that. That was in April, right? You're back in three months, a little three and a half? Yeah. That's a pretty quick turnaround for a knockout.
1: Yeah. I'll worry about that one a little bit. But but he hasn't been getting knocked out a bunch so
0: no 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 it was just one time and and yeah. and Jan I think I've got to think Jan would try to use wrestling in that oh, matchup he has you to, know what I mean I don't has think he's, to. even though he's got the the legendary Polish I mean, power I do think he wants to stand the power, toe but, to toe but that's
1: like proper wrestling skills that I mean I think people wanted to see if, if Alex had it like people said Izzy had Izzy wasn't going to wrestle him Mm-mm. you know so I mean that that's a big challenge. But yeah, woo,
0: that is a good card. I'm looking forward to that one. Salt Lake City, and then I think what, Boston the, the month after that. So we'll have a little East Coast show. And then uh I think it just confirmed today, September. will be in uh, Australia, and then October is in Abu Dhabi. Nice. So you're
1: come. down there with all the sick cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to send you this video the other day. Something was like it was like some music thing and it was like it was like played like the uh, along the tune of like one Hollow Note songs. It was like don't 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 Cunt, or you sick cunt, (laughs) or something. I was like, oh, he's like, no, he goes, you're a cunt. And I was like, hee 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 (laughs) hee. (laughs) <laughs> just laugh. I,
0: I laugh. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna put in for that trip. It's like you want to go to uh, Australia just so you have the right to be able to walk I around and I drop C bombs. I don't
1: know if I'm gonna go to any of those ones. They like, they keep sending their favorite boys, so I'm like, well, whatever.
0: Uh, it's a long trip.
1: It is a long trip. I'd be more than happy.
0: You to can stay home. <laughs> You can drop C bombs. You can
1: drop C bombs. I mean, the desire to go is there. I just don't think it's. I just don't think I have the uh, the pool anymore. Mm. They'd rather send these little. Reporter boys. Mm, I don't care, though. I really don't care. All right. Well. All right. This <laughs> week get paid to work from way. home?
0: That is true. The money's the same either I will way. miss all
1: my sick cunts over there. <laughs>
0: We do have some good friends in there. I'd love to go down and see. All right, this week we are working from home. UFC Fight Night 224, Dern versus Hill, the replacement main event. Uh, Bump back only a week. Uh, And then, of course, the the extra rounds added. Angela Hill, of course, you know she's down. She, She takes short notice fights, short notice opportunities all the time. She said she had no hesitation. Interesting that Mackenzie Dern said, well, you know, I'm 0-2 in main events at the Apex, so I wanted to do it again and take a third time. You know, it was really interesting because, you know, you look at this matchup, but on paper – I think I kind of favor Mackenzie Dern on paper, right? I yeah. mean, just the way the styles match up. Um, not, you know, And Angela Hill said, listen, I've been working on my jujitsu nonstop. I've been doing jujitsu competitions. She's, I've been getting better. You know, I still think that I'm best served fighting on the feet here, but I'm no longer concerned about it. I feel like I can hold my own, even with Mackenzie Dern on the ground. You know, she's had some other opponents along the way that uh, have tested her as well, so it's not like it's the, the first time. So, um, you know, it, it's there. But now Mackenzie, for her part, a, she pointed out the fact that she's 0-2 in main events at the Apex. Then she started talking about, you know, uh, and she didn't say it in a complaining way, but she was just saying, like, kind of how hectic her life is, you know, like,
1: you yeah. know, that, I she's think this a lot of
0: the first time I've really heard her talking about the, the divorce. divorce. Yeah, yep. I mean, obviously that had been She said that out multiple there.
1: times. You could definitely tell that that had been playing on her mind. And I think there was probably something freeing about being able to say it, too, in public. So I'm sure it's been something that's been weighing on her mind. Yep. But that's the first. I, I don't remember hearing her say anything about it anywhere. I don't even,
0: you, you know, she even talked about that she sighed away from social media for a while just because I don't yeah. think she wanted to talk about anything. But she mentioned the divorce multiple times. She mentioned the fact that Jason Perillo took like a month uh, away to, to go be with Luke Rockhold, I believe, and to train yeah. for the BKFC thing. So she didn't have him around. Um, and, and she said, you know, just, you know, dealing with personal stuff, you know, dealing with her kid and dealing with everything. She was, it was really a hectic camp. So, I think stylistically on paper, like, I would say I favor McKenzie Dern, but I don't know. It, not that you can judge too much from interviews because interviews yeah. are just words. Um, I and mean, we always do like to try to read into them. That's what we enjoy about media day. But, um, man, you kind of wonder if maybe Angela Hill is the one with the head in the right spot and the training in the right spot and um, – you know, maybe she's more of a live and it's just a slight underdog, but maybe she's more of a live dog than we might've thought coming in.
1: I think you're right. And and I love the way she broke down Mackenzie's striking. I mean, she certainly wasn't oh pulling gosh. any punches. Like she just made it seem like Mackenzie's darn striking was just yeah. juvenile and just childish. She just she walked was, forward. You yeah. Know, she it's just like, just have you seen her striking? Yeah. Like, uh, like, wow. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean that there is something to be said about that, and especially now if she didn't have her, like her favorite striking coach there for a good bit of the camp, you know. I mean, I'm sure that weighed on her mind, but I like Dern's mindset today, even though she was clearing the cobwebs of all this, you know, all the the creepy stories and stuff that had been in the closet. But I mean, I think there's something to that too, you know, being able to 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 deal with all that other kind of stuff. She's she's not shying away about it. She's not coming in with some false bravado and just coming in with just ego and just belief in self. I mean, she's something about being honest and open. I am not. I don't get the same vibe as when we've seen other fighters come in there and you could just tell like, oh, I've just been dealing with it. We could just feel like, wow, I still feel like they're down in that rut. Like I feel right. she's on – the good side of, of going through all that stuff. Right. Know, I think she's been dealing with it and dealing with it, but now she's crossed over the hill, and now she's on the the better side of it. Whereas I agree. Sometimes we see fighters come in there where they're still dealing with stuff. They, they look like they're still carrying it on their shoulders. I didn't have that uh, you know feel from her, but I liked the fact that she realized that she has a tough task. She was giving Hill her props, and I think that would be stupid of her to not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she realizes that Angela's got – just great striking. She's going to be bringing at a heavy pace, but I think that plays into Dern's favor in the sense of if Angie comes in there and throws something stupid and allows McKenzie to grab a hold of her. Because, yes, the fight's going to start standing, but if you close that distance trying to strike and then she's able to get a hold of her, as much as you've now been working nonstop jujitsu in your class, you know, in this camp... That's it's still not it's gonna not, bridge not the gap. It's not a lifetime. It's not high a level. Of, where like your father's like a fucking genius in this thing. Like it's not gonna be the same. But that being said, I mean, if Dern gets clocked hard and then can't think straight, and that then she's able things. to kind of jump on her, and then that that does it changes a lot. But um, I wasn't too worried about her mindset, as like some others that we've seen in the past. But um, I do believe that uh, if time, if she hasn't really been able to properly work on her striking, maybe that's gonna be a benefit because she's not going to be leaning on it as much as she has. That right. last fight, I thought she just wanted to stay striking. Right, she wanted to stand like she had something to prove. Um, maybe there'll be some more caution coming in because she hasn't had a chance, a full camp to really believe and, and, and fall in love again with her striking. Maybe she likes her striking, but she realizes, you know, jiu-jitsu bread and butter. Yeah, How am I going to get the fight down? Exactly. You, know, you got. You got to.
0: And she did. And I liked what she said about you know the change in mentality of like. Don't get frustrated if you don't get the submission. Like work for the submission. Right. But if you can't get it, maintain the dominant position. Yeah. Do damage when you can. You know, if whether it be top position, whether it be controlling from the outside of the fence, land elbows, land punches, and paying attention
1: to the round. She said like before when she get to the end of the round, she she didn't even know whether she won the round. She wasn't quite sure because her mind was just, not not cluttered or just thinking of too much other stuff. Right. Now I just feel like she's so focused that I feel like when she's in the round, she's gonna be trying to win each round, cognizant of where she's at within the round and then doing what she's going to need to do to win that round, you know, so
0: I think you know I don't get to see. Uh, I'm starting because I'm going to less events. I am hearing more of the commentary and stuff. I used to. I was cage side for like everything. And I never heard. But Dominic oh, that's Cruz. Weird, you're not on a level anymore. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, Dominic Cruz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, Remember, who used to cover this whole time. You know, what are you gonna know, you know, you know, you know, say? <laughs> uh, Dominic Cruz. I know sometimes Dominic Cruz gets criticized, but he said something the other day that I really liked. He said that he tells his students or whatever, like, think of it as five one round fights. Like you got, you know, go out there. That's yeah. a, it's a fresh fight. You know. I mean like go out there and this is this is a fresh 5 minutes. It's like I got to win each of these little individual battles. I think that's a good way to think about it. Like yeah. dude, don't worry. Okay, lost the first round, don't think oh I'm down or No, no. Set, round 2, the, oh, I said I got to go win this fight. I got to go win, this, go win yep. this 5 minutes, you know? I thought yep. that was a, a good uh, a good way to think about it. So that's smart. uh yeah, I like I like what McKenzie had to say. So uh, intriguing uh, main event there. D- not necessarily immediate impact in the title rankings, but but, it should be a good one. but it's a big one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you hear a lot of times people uh, and it's it's maybe it's uh, the to just the naysayers or whatever that always question sometimes when uh, there's a female fight at the top of the bill. Mm. This is a good quality fight. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I think if anybody's upset that this is the main event, it would be, it'd be silly because I think both ah. of these women are going to bring it. Veterans, think it's gonna be a lot of fun. ranked. Yep. And it does mean something. They're battling ones in the top ten, the other ones on the outside wanting to get into that top ten, and you could easily jump it'd into the top ten a with stadium. a win over this. It would be yeah. a
0: huge. It would be huge for her. A big statement she win. Co main event Edmund Shabazian versus Anthony Hernandez. Uh Edmond Shabazian of course had that you know run of setbacks. He relocated to Las Vegas. He picked up a big win last time out. Um you know we we were joking with him today but I mean cuz it's I feel, I feel like oh I see on social media it's him at the PI him I'm like do you live here and he's like it's kind of funny you say that he was like I was there from 10am to 6pm yesterday I was there getting for 8 meals, hours at the PI Getting food mean, that's you, a good deal over there it's a good deal man <laughs> uh so he's living at the PI <laughs> he now he's like I
1: probably ate 3 times <laughs> I worked out 2 hours showered free eight, food worked out in 2 massage, hours got, got him a shower <laughs>
0: Can't beat it uh-huh. man uh so he's made some moves working with Dewey Cooper as well which you know a lot of people really uh yeah, you know, we tell high high we'll on Dewey. Tell, hi, hi on Dewey. Uh, meanwhile, Anthony Hernandez, you know, he, he's, you know, I feel like he kind of lost because like, he had that big win over Adolfo Vieira, and then he had to sit out for like fourteen months because he had some injuries and stuff. And so he's on a three-fight winning streak, but I feel like it's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is a, a key middleweight main event again, not a, a rankings impactor that sort of thing, but two guys that have shown some skills and. um I was a little bit surprised to hear. I think uh, that Shabazzian was like uh, I think plus one eighty, plus two hundred, depending on where you look at. I thought this would be more like a a pickem pick tagline, if if we're being honest with you. So yeah, uh, well,
1: I, mean, I mean that's cool that people are giving uh, Fluffy the, yeah. the his his credence. I mean like he's a tough he's a tough son of a gun, man. Um, he is. I think a lot of people sometimes overlook him, but that's. That's good. I that mean, people are giving his props.
0: No question That's about good. it. Emily Ducote and Loopy Godinez. Loopy stepped in on short notice. This will be a 120-pound catchweight fight. they're moving it up just five pounds. Don't think that'll have any real significance in here. Loopy was no. victorious like six weeks ago, but uh, she likes to fight. She's a gamer. She step up on short notice, and uh, uh, she's actually Loopy is actually the favorite, even stepping in on you know like two weeks notice or so against uh, Emily Ducote, who. Uh, lost to Angela Hill last time out, and now Angela's fighting in the main event. So it's kind of yeah. funny, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I always think that's weird. Like, you lose yeah. to somebody, and then you got to show up and be on their same fight card with them. Like, why do I got to be around you? Like, yeah. I don't want to see you. I don't like, want to you. Don't make my dressing
1: room right next to them. Don't make a share a room.
0: <laughs> they really don't. Uh, all right, here's the one that's super intriguing for me. Uh, Andre Fialo versus Joaquin Buckley. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now, man. If you get a chance and you didn't see Joaquin Buckley's Media Day Scrum today, Go check it out, man. I thought, first of all, he's moving down from 185 to 170. And so coming into today, I was like, man, I wonder what kind of Joaquin Buckley we're going to get. Because sometimes Joaquin is a little standoffish, which is crazy because, like, on social media, he's hilarious. Like, the dude is just constantly dropping jokes. Not all of them the most appropriate, but, you know, he's having fun. But sometimes he's a little standoffish with the media. I feel like maybe a little chip on his shoulder, and I thought – Bro, if he's like that and he's cutting down to 170, he's going to be miserable today. Instead, he comes in – I think he started us off, right? And he was just like yeah. jovial, uh, smiling, like looking good. So, uh, you know, I think he's still got quite a bit of weight to go to get down. But, I mean, as, as far as the, the mood he was in – excuse me, and, the, and the, just the mental space he was in, I thought, I thought this was the most mature, the most uh, – I mean, it just – Man, he stood out to me today.
1: Yeah, he looked like he was enjoying himself. He was enjoying yeah. the process. I feel in the in the past when we caught him, sometime, it was a it was the "Hey, I'm showing up here so I don't get fined" mentality. You yeah, know? Like, today I felt like he was enjoying the process. He enjoyed he was enjoying himself being there. Um, yeah, <laughs> when it makes you think like, okay, does that mean he's Hasn't really started his heavy part of the weight cut yet, so we're still getting the good side. <laughs> like, uh, Don't talk to him tomorrow. <laughs> Don't talk to him tomorrow. Um, but it's interesting, man. I do like this fight. I can't remember who I picked on my staff picks, but after seeing the way he was today, um, it makes me want to make sure. I'm kind of leaning towards him. And This stri- this is going to be a- – somebody's going to get knocked the F out so on this So it's one. really
0: funny because Joaquin Buckley said – and I, lo- I love this. I love the maturity. He's like, look – um, you know, these bigger dudes I was facing at middleweight, he's like, it's not that I'm worried about it. He's like, yeah. but sometimes you just got to be smart. He's like, yeah. I'm not scared. I'll fight anybody. Yeah. But these dudes are big. They were big. They, they were, were big. They were a
1: good bit bigger.
0: hundred He's like, so I'm going to 170, right, because I just know it's a smart thing to do. Meanwhile, Andre Fialo, you, you talk to him, and he he's great as well. I'm like, man, because, you know, he wants to fight like every week. And he yeah. took six months off. And I'm like, man, did you want to do that? And he's like, nah, I was good. I needed that time off. He's like – I realized I was being kind of dumb in the way that I was fighting. He's like, and I was just relying on my hands. And he's like, I wasn't being patient. Like I was trying to force the issue. And so now, you know, I'm trying to work on being more tactical and be a little bit more patient. And I was like, but you know, when you get hit, like you're just gonna start swinging. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but so it's but it's interesting because it's like both of them are in a place where they're like, uh, look, I'm not I'm not denying why I had setbacks. I'm not yeah. denying why I had losses. I'm accepting it. I'm addressing it. I think I've corrected it. But at the end of the day, this looks like it should be fireworks. It, it should, should be. It should be, it
1: should be absolute fireworks. I mean, we've said that before, and it's not happened. But when you look at both these guys, I mean, that's look at their record. Look at how their fights finish. I mean, it's not like they don't have a ton of decisions no. <laughs> running down the line. It's either – I mean, they're not afraid to go out on their shield. But, yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. I mean, I think if Buckley – the only, the only – I think the big battle, and I think it'll depend on whether I want to. If I didn't, in fact, pick him, I want to see how he looks on Friday. Yeah. Because yep. if there is going to be an issue, and, and then the weight is an issue, and he's going to be struggling on Friday, is he going to have the proper time to, right. reco- you know, to recuperate and recover and yep. get ready for a fight, a fight where he's going to need to be make sure that he's hydrated because you take you need to have water in your system to be able to take a punch I mean, it's it's always the dehydrated guys that get knocked the fuck out really quickly yep so it'd be interesting to see but like he was in great spirits just seeing him today i'd be like oh yeah i'm I'm riding the buckley train on this one but man i want to i want to see how he looks on friday it's a great point because andre looked good today as well he looked in great spirits and i mean he's he's, he's used to this Yep. so it'd be interesting
0: uh, and kick out now. I will say on USC.com they have a six-bout main card listed. The bout sheet we got given today at the Apex only has a five-fight main card. Uh, with Diego Fajeda and Michael Johnson so I don't know if they're still shuffling things around I mean sometimes it's these technology things get moved. only
1: has five on it as well five
0: so I, why would the organization's website be accurate I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? but they got five on here uh, Diego Fajeda versus Michael Johnson kicks it off uh, Diego Fajeda's hair looked fantastic oh, today bro he's, he's so grown awesome. out the locks man he's, he's got this thing going Take um, take a
1: double take I was like this is not the guy not- oh yeah there he is <laughs> yeah. he's in there he
0: has not fought in a year and a half and he did not get a haircut in a year and a half bro he just <laughs> let that stuff, He went
1: straight into the bushes. He's like, I'm just living in the trees. It's
0: out there, and then, uh, of course, he's facing Michael Johnson, who... uh, Man, you know, Michael Johnson, 13 years ago, uh, was the ultimate fighter that he was on, and I mean, it just... He's another one that has really just matured in his career yeah. and is so fun to talk to about it because, you know, as he said, man, I've seen it all, dude. He's like, I've been top five. He's like, I've been ranked behind bums. I've been out of the rankings. He's like, I had some amazing fights. You know, he talked about uh, somebody asked him if he could have one fight back out of all his fights, and he's like, the Gaethje fight. Boy, instantly – oh, what a, a crazy fight, fight. fight that was, dude. I <laughs> Why mean, would you uh, want that again? That, <laughs>
1: <laughs> why the f would you want that? Just shows his mentality. Because yeah. I, when meeting when he said that, I was like,
0: why yeah. on
1: earth would you want that? I don't again? want
0: Gaethje again. Like that was enough for me. Yeah, he wanted that one back, and then we started kind of. It was funny. He mentioned that, and it, it brought me back immediately to like, damn, yeah, that Gaethje fight was incredible. And then I just pulled up his That's record, sick. and I was looking at it, and I started like, look at all these, look, the list real. of people that he's gone through. I mean, it's just a row of killers. You know what I mean? Like, and and you know, there were names on there like Resma Dotti, who like people might not know Resma, but dude, that dude was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that dude was absolutely insane at the time. And just, I mean, there were some names on there that maybe don't. But for the most part, like, it's a list of, like, even if you just started watching the sport, like, you know who all these yeah. people
1: are. I mean, when you go, and I think people, you, you know, obviously people like Izzy, Alexander Volkanovsky, they they rose the ranks incredibly fast, and they got these titles, and they have title defenses. But when you go down the list of who they fought, mm, so-so names. Right. So-so names. No, I mean, I'm not trying to discount their no, path no, to the no. title. You look at... Michael Johnson's names who he fought, literally killers, and the guys that helped just bring this sport up. I mean, like it's absolutely insane. When when I was listening, and I was thinking, I was like, God, this is a guy that he, I I love. I love him. He's not gonna get a title though. You're never gonna have a title, right? But I'm like, this is the quality of cat that I think needs to like a like a Donald Cerrone or something that you need to get this guy into the Hall of Fame someday. You know, like I when agree. you look at the lit the way he's went through. But I just don't know if that's ever possible. And I just feel like what a just be a it'd be a criminal shame that a guy of what he's went through and fought and how long he's been fighting in this sport to not find some way to, to get some sort of level of accolades from the organization, whether it's not a Hall of Fame if there's something else, but that's all they have. They have titles, and then they have the Hall of Fame. He's not going to get a title, but can we find some way to so get true. him into the Hall of Fame?
0: Dude, look at this. even so, even on the Ultimate Fighter, like two of the, Okay, uh, Paulo Garrison, and Aaron Wilkinson. I mean, they had okay careers, yeah. but uh, Alex Casares was one of the guys he beat on the Ultimate Fighter. Nam Fan was one of the guys he yeah. beat on the Ultimate Fighter. Then he lost to Jonathan Brookins, But Jonathan Brookins at the time um, he was
1: a guy people were people really, were really high, on. high on, really yep. high on. Yep.
0: He uh, he beat, which I think you said this was one of the first events you ever worked at, right? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. He beat Edward Falaloto. Um, Then he lost to Paul Sass. Then here's where the run starts. Because I I started the run with Tony Ferguson, but he fought Shane Roller, which Shane Roller was a monster as well, right? Then here the run gets crazy. Tony Ferguson, Danny Castillo, Miles Jury, Reza Madati, Joe Lazon, Gleason Tebow, Melvin Gallard, Edson Barboza, Benil Dariush, Nate Diaz, Dustin Poirier, Habib Nurmagomedov, Justin Gaethje, and then it, Darren Elkins, Andre Feely, Artem Lobov, Josh Emmett. I mean, it's just – even Stevie Ray, Tiago Moises, Clay Guida. I mean, it's just – It's ridiculous. It's uns- – <laughs> you look, you look Those are at the just guys, consecutive. I didn't yeah. cherry-pick names. I it's literally so just read it in
1: order. You look at the guys that people are calling like the pound-for-pound for, pound for pound guys and the other stuff. Yes, they have all great and impressive resumes. What you just listed is such a stellar list of, of fighters to have gone against. Unbelievable. It's unreal. I mean, and 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 it's funny. Like he even kind of said it too. You could see the frustration. The dude deserves every accolade that
0: is possible mm-hmm. out there. I mean,
1: will I? Do I think he still has enough to get a title? I don't think so. And that's, just just the, that's just that's just a level of the the guys that are and, there right now. And you now can't the, fault the
0: guy for saying like if you're if you're in the gym every day not thinking that you can get the title like what are you doing? Right, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you, you have should, to. You be, should hang it up at that time. Right. right.
1: So I'm definitely not faulting his belief, and you need to be able to do that. It's just it's just killers I mean like the the guys that he has to go through to get to that that title would just they're just unbelievable maybe if it was in his heyday or something right but, but that being said the names that he's went through is enough in my books like if I could just you know if they gave us you know a fans pick every every year or a few like all right guys we're gonna pick five guys that we need to get in here just for some effing reason Yep. Johnson should be on one of the first-class ballots for I love sure. It. The
0: Veterans Committee. The Veterans Committee. I'm I love telling it. you, man. I love it. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Saturday night, I will not be at the Apex. My family, months ago, bought tickets to go see the Savannah Bananas uh, before there was ever even an event announced. So I've never seen them so in person. So how would you describe if, if if you seen, know what the
1: Savannah Bananas? If, are. if you
0: haven't seen the Savannah Bananas, uh, first of all, go check them out on social media. I think their Instagram and their TikTok both have like huge followings. Yeah. But it would be like kind of the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, right? Where it's like they're playing baseball – but they they're doing dances the, the, and, they're, and doing they're all crazy. In, and stuff. you guys have
1: probably seen them on like a social clip. So they're all dressed. Their their outfits are yellow, yellow, you know, like the bananas. Right. And yeah, like you said, they're dancing. They do other stuff. So if you've ever seen a clip of some weird ass shit happening at a baseball game where they're dancing before pitch, yeah, that's that's, 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 the, Savannah that's the Savannah bananas. Now it's
0: <laughs> interesting because I do not believe that my wife knows anything about baseball whatsoever. I do not. So believe does she think she's going to like s- a legit baseball game. No, no, no. She knows. She knows. Oh, okay. She actually she she watched like the real sports thing one time um, because. They did, like, a real sports segment on it. Did so they she, really? Yeah, so she watched it. It's a really interesting story. It's actually – I'm going to have to go back. Because they, they
1: were almost failing, right? And then, the, and then if it wasn't for the social media that, yep. like, propped him up or yep. whatever.
0: This dude, this dude and his wife, man, like, he wanted to be, like, the Barnum and Bailey of sports or whatever. And he's, you know, put all his life savings into it. And, yeah, man, the social media took off. And now, like, they travel around. Like, dude, I – Try, like you had to be on a waiting list to buy tickets. This thing, uh, I was. I'm, I'm bougie. I like to buy VIP tickets if I can, cause I, you know, I like to have that experience. I'm gonna have that. Experience. I mean, if I'm gonna go to a soccer game, I'm gonna have my feet in a pool, yo. You know what I'm saying? You know i <laughs> I couldn't get VIP tickets cause they sold out too fast. So I just got regular tickets, and the whole thing was sold out. And it's not a huge stadium. It's the Did you ask them to put s- pools s- over s- there too? No. <laughs> No, You're like, I have an idea for you guys. Let me show you something. <laughs> I have an idea. Let me show you something. <laughs> man, that's funny, man. Oh, dude, that it. it uh, the, the, the picture. You really need
1: a bullpen, or can we instead can install can I set my family pools? in there because
0: I like to spoil my family. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so, I'm, I, so anyway, that's where I'll be on Saturday. So I will watch this thing. I'll probably watch the prelims and then head over there, and then I'll catch the main card on replay. So for everybody over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, A, we appreciate your support, and, B, I will have that and a half episode to you probably – uh, Sunday, I would imagine. I'll get up and watch it then. So uh, I will not be Unless there. Unless some other
1: documentary of somebody comes out at the middle of the night. And
0: then I might be stuck <laughs> watching that all night. Now I'll go to bed at 5 a.m. A couple other names on the prelims uh, Takashi Sato and, and Demo Garimbo to kick things off could be a fun fight. Uh, Iller Latifi is back. Chase Hooper is back. Uh, Vanessa Demopoulos is always yes. a lot of fun against Carolina Kowalczyk. We saw her today. She came in and ran in and said hello, even though she wasn't part of the media day. She's like, I just want to say hi to everybody. <laughs> She's like a bundle of energy, yeah. man. She's always a trip. So uh, that will be this Saturday. Everybody can watch it all on ESPN Plus. I will be at the Savannah Bananas game, and then I will have the NF half episode uh, after that. What about you? Anything else going on for you this weekend? No,
1: just doing the UFC fight just and then the going. Yep, the UFC grind. Going to the gym been doing the gym thing that's been good i like
0: that's that good i yeah. like that nice yeah. work Keeping up
1: trying you know i mean when you have such a finely tuned athletic body <laughs> it's just hard to let it go to you waste know, after you go you
0: through know. training camp the way you,
1: you do I <laughs> know how it is uh but no i mean uh, sunday sunday's now become actually even this past sunday i get the the sunday paper delivered every yeah. day and like a lot of times i didn't take the time i just scanned through it last sunday i was like sit down Read, read the paper, paper. Have your coffee and read the paper. Cover to and cover. It was nice. I did.
0: Wow. And I got out
1: and t- did like a nice walk through in the neighborhood and stuff. So I'll, I'll probably start the day doing that and then just see whatever happens.
0: I love it. Maybe, maybe. throw in that Conor McGregor documentary.
1: There you go. <laughs> I was going to suggest maybe going to a bar and do some day drinking, but I guess I could do the day doc- drinking. <laughs> works
0: good. That works as well. Conor I, McGregor would do that. I don't do that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Would support that little proper, know, 12, little, proper know, I, way, little proper twelve, little proper twelve apple. By the way, the proper twelve apple is not bad.
1: It is not that bad. We yeah. we had that uh, the only time I had it was when we were there at that was it Mike's bar? Yeah, Mike's in uh, uh, Miami. Yep, it was pretty good. It's good, man. It was pretty I good. I will, that. I will give him some uh, props on that. I'm sure he was had his hand in the, the the making of that one. Selected the apples himself. Yeah, he was like, guys, guys.
0: Well, let me show you my orchard where you can <laughs> go. This, this is my orchard. It is
1: it is not bad. It's not the worst. I mean, I don't know if I could drink it all night, but I could drink. it No, no,
0: no, you can't you can't drink it all night. But like one or two is just yeah. like a quick little shot or whatever. Yeah, it was good. Uh, all right, I'll put it on your radar for next week. Uh, there is no UFC next week, but. Uh, there is a Fury professional grappling. So if you want to carve out a little time on your Saturday night, we'll have the we'll have the card all lined up for you. We, we, we'll keep the action going for you on UFC Fight Pass. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: in case I mean. in case people miss your voice, I just want to hear you know
0: him. what I mean. <laughs> hey, if you want to hear CM Punk, I'll be quiet and just let CM Punk talk. Oh, he
1: he would just ruin it. <laughs> I love him, but he he could never carry the lead on a on a show. Oh, he's my man. He's yeah. my man. I enjoy he's a good dude though.
0: So that'll be next week, and then the schedule gets crazy with CFFC. I can't wait to reveal everything we're doing. We got a lot of stuff. On the oh. We
1: got a lot. Uh oh. Well, you know, the folks on Patreon deserve a little pe- uh, yeah, sneak peek. We
0: might give a little sneak peek <laughs> over there at Patreon. Okay, Patreon.com. Okay. The okay, there it is. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to go see my kids' soccer practice down, spend a little time with the family. Uh, hopefully, everybody uh, enjoys this week. We'll see you over on the weekend. And uh, thanks for listening. we we'll